This is Lydia Dupra, the Ho Mentor, and these are your online mentoring sessions on Ho Radio. Hey Ho, I'm back. Okay, today let's talk about why do people hate me? It's true. A lot of people hate me. And I think more than the average public figure, uh, I feel on a very small scale, Kardashian-esque with hate. I get why people dislike the Kardashians. Personally, to me, Kim is a hoe. She made a sex tape and let's never, ever forget it. That bitch is a hoe, and I have hella love for what she's been able to do to provide for her family. At the end of the day, that's what I see, is I see a hoe, or someone who did a very hoe-ish thing, right? She made a porn. She really put herself out there, and this was before people were doing that, so she started a trend. She did sex work, and she provided a life for her family for forever, The Kardashian name will provide for every generation after it. I mean, like, truly, like, nicely done, Kim. So a reason why people hate Kim or or her family is because of their level of success, right? That's easy to hate on. We hate on things that we don't have or things that we don't understand or things that we're afraid of, uh, you know, uh, things that we're ignorant towards. At the end of the day... I see why people don't like the family. They think that they have things, materials, and success that they didn't, that they didn't earn. So that makes sense to me. Like, okay, sure, that's easy to hate on. Plus they're gorgeous. There's no shortage of, of attractive and successful men in their lives. So they have beauty, they have status, they have love, they have materials, uh, I can't think of a thing that they don't have. Talent, lol, ugh. Okay, that was my one joke. So why do people hate me? I'm a a community resource for sex workers. I'm an educator. I'm a mentor. I genuinely give a fuck about every single person that has ever reached out to me. Uh, I give a fuck about every single book I've written, every product I create. It's with the end user in mind, and and that person is often an extension of myself and my own experiences. We don't hate the Desiree Alliance. We don't hate APAC or SWAP. These are all organizations that have been designed to help sex workers. It's outreach. These outreach projects, while amazing, fantastic resources that the community can always rely on, these organizations don't directly put money in any sex worker's pocket. They don't educate beyond health and safety um, and, and legal stuff, which I'm not taking away from that. It's very, very important. But you can't be like, yep. SWAT put me up on game and now I'm a millionaire and bought my first house at the age of 23. Like you're never going to be able to say that about any sex work organization. But you can say that about mine. And if you've been with my brand, even for a couple months, I guarantee you've doubled or tripled your income. So why does that make people angry? Especially the people that my programs were designed to help.
why would sex workers, or some of them, of course, not all of them, if everyone hated me, then I wouldn't be here, just be like, fuck y'all, I'm gonna go just start another business. <laughs> no, I would just be more low-key about, about my work. So, so why is the sex work community interested in tearing down a resource to help the community grow and and have more support and and success? Why why do you think that is? There's a few reasons. A, I'd say the most important thing is that this hasn't been done before on a level that that I've done it. And the way people see that is what could possibly be in it for her, for me. Why would someone want to help other people, especially sex workers? And it's because we've been conditioned to live in this survival mode where people, everyone is a danger. And anyone who's trying to help is is going to hurt. It's trauma. Trauma makes people do irrational things. Because they're led by fear. And fear, while an excellent motivator, it doesn't it doesn't serve what fear is supposed to do. And fear is supposed to motivate you or protect you or keep you safe. And in this instance, with my resource, fear drives you away from the thing that will protect you and keep your keep you safe, which is my information. Sometimes I feel like a person going to adopt a dog from the pound and the dog is growling and barking and it's vicious. And I'm just slowly holding out my hand, hoping it doesn't get ripped off because I'm trying to love this dog and show it a better life. And I hate that I have to compare some hoes to actual animals, but when you act as such, I'm going to treat you as such and call it out. Some of these hoes act like animals towards me. And it sucks because it's just like, dog... I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to take you out of this fucking pound. Do you want a better life or no? And sadly enough, the only mentorship that women can associate with is pimps. Pimps and sex traffickers. Right? Pimps will say, hey, I'll help you. I'll protect you. I'll give you information that'll make you money. But in exchange, you become my property and all of your money is actually my money. So people say, okay, here's, here's someone doing that on a larger scale. Okay, this is, a, this is more advanced pimping rather than, hey, this is so cool. Someone who's been through it all is, is coming back to help. They think it's a scam. They think that this is what, what could possibly be in it to me. You, if, believe it or not, me selling $10 books and $20 programs, it really adds up when the products work. That's just always blown my mind. I can't think of another industry or another community that would try to tear down its own resource. To me, that's like the same thing as trying to burn down a library because some of the books might be offensive to you. Like, are we really going back to this book burning era? And you won't see this in other industries because they're, we have the most distrust, the most trauma um, and and help is so foreign that it can seem like an attack. My goal is not only to make sex workers rich, true, true wealth, refining their craft, understanding themselves better in the process, and just having a, a better life. 
That's just one of my goals. My other goal is to create an economy for our industry. All of our money is spent outside of our industry. You spend money on makeup from Mac, which they're not sex workers, and and you go to a dog groomer who's not a sex worker, and you shop at clothing stores that are not owned and operated by sex workers. So if we had all of our money and we all owned businesses, we could constantly be purchasing from each other and keep all of the money in the community and we would be flourishing even if there wasn't, you know, if you weren't doing sex work at the time or you weren't making money at sex work, well, that's okay. You have your side business and you make, you make custom dresses or... You are a dog groomer or, or whatever it may be. If we all buy and sell from each other, there's always going to be that money there. We'll always be prosperous. So what I do partially as an entrepreneur is I want to inspire people to help others. And it might not be through mentorship. Just because you're an excellent sex worker doesn't mean you'll be an excellent mentor. Um, you know, just look at Michael Jordan, for example, one of the greatest players, if not the the greatest player of all time. But he, has he ever coached anyone? No, he's not known for that. So making you the best doesn't mean that you want to be an educator. So, But there's other ways to help people with your skills and with your talents. And I'm trying to inspire our our community to to grow. And growth is uncomfortable. And I think that's another reason why it's so easy to hate on me because by rejecting my help, they are are able to stay ignorant and to stay stuck. A lot of people, I know a ton of sex workers who just walk around thinking they're victims all the time and, and they're right because they victimize themselves. I mean, yes, like I said, sex work is going to be traumatic to, to some degree, but if you keep telling yourself that this is a horrible life and that you are so marginalized and, and everything is bad all the time, You're that's your going to be your reality. You're doing that to yourself. Now, if you took it as, hey, this Lydia chick, controversial, unconventional, but clearly she's making waves. Hmm, how could I get on that train as well? And instead of capitalizing off sex workers, it's like, how can I help my community? And how can it help me? And if we all start thinking like that, I mean, everyone has a side hustle, right? And if you don't, start thinking about what you could do to help others. I know tons of sex workers who do hair and they do nails and they do makeup. And it's like, great. Put your company on Swissness and let's only use each other's services. How fucking cool would that be? And there's just a constant source of, of, of money, like all the time. It doesn't matter if you're doing sex work or not. Your community is is supported. It's flourishing. And that's something that we get to have. But it's not going to happen unless people start getting aware of what the situation is and how much control we have over it. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We're an unregulated industry. Do you realize how fucking gangster that is? But we have to do something with it. So by me forcing people to work, to be inspired, to grow, that is really scary if you're not ready or if you're truly not interested in leveling up. Now, the people who are interested in leveling up, they do. And those are where my supporters come from. And that's most of my supporters. And they are very passionate about my work. 
and their success, but I don't expect people to advocate for me because I want them to be working, to be stacking, to be growing, to be happy, enjoying their life off the internet, traveling, enjoying the good life, truly. And when you're enjoying the good life, you don't have a lot of time to stick around on the internet arguing with idiots. So what's often left over is the miserable people stuck on the internet with conspiracy theories and and they advocate against me. So there's a bit of an imbalance and I'd really like that to correct by truly putting my intentions out there for the first time. I always hope that actions, actions, actions will solidify and propel my message and you know, things have gotten easier for me since my Vice documentary came out and people got to see a side of me that maybe you don't see every day. I tend to be a strong person and I don't, I'm not affected by a lot of things. It's not that I'm not emotional. I'm just always thinking from a a professional standpoint and you have to be, you have to be tough. You have to be tough to be successful. It just goes hand in hand with hard work. It's like, If I had a successful business, but I was making emotional decisions all over the place, uh, you know, I I wouldn't have as as strong of a business. So I think people see me as stern and somehow that interprets into bad intentions when I'm really just trying to keep my business running like the machine that it is. So I'd say this is the first time I've like officially told people my ultimate hopes and dreams for for the sex work or the adult industry. It's just to be self-sufficient. I mean, if you hustle so hard at your job and you're willing to be so brave and take on all of this risk, if you can take on the risk that you're taking now, if you're doing physical sex work, imagine what you would be able to handle as a real business owner. You learn so much. You're already in sales. You have great communication skills. You can customer service like a motherfucker. You have great intuition and you have a set of fucking steel balls. These are all the makings of an entrepreneur. So I want you to start thinking about how can you help the sex industry, but also help yourself because there's nothing wrong with that. And all the organizations that we have that currently help sex workers, you know, have to make so many sacrifices to do so. They don't, they don't make money outside of donations. And I think If they did, I think we would have so much more resources because there would be that incentive there. But no one wants to ask for money because we just assume that everyone's a victim. When in reality, everyone's making hundreds of dollars, if not a thousand dollars an hour or more. If you're making hundreds of dollars an hour and don't know how to manage your money, that's a personal problem. That's not going to be my problem. That's your problem. But Lydia, you don't understand. Yes, I do. Manage your fucking money better, or you might as well not be earning it at all. Because if you end up with nothing, why did you even do it in the first place? We should be giving money to each other and supporting each other's businesses. And that's where the real thriving will be permanently. And that's when we'll have some happy hoes. And they'll be hating. I feel feel like to a certain degree, if you're just a hater, that's just in your genetics or something. I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe it is, it's a learned behavior. I don't know if it can be undone. But I think if those people really held themselves accountable for what they could be doing, their maximum potential, I think they would be at least 
busy or too busy to express hatred and and to be ignorant because at least they'd have their own business to be looking after their own bag to be chasing and those people can often be so loud and it's like if we can get those people to be successful we can listen to the people who really have something productive to say now for the people who don't feel inspired in any way to stop hating on me that's fine keep going your passion could really turn into profit what i want you to do or what i want you to consider is all the time and energy you take on not only hating me but other people i'm not always the only enemy start a blog start a gossip blog like tmz and and get paid for all the time you take to to promote uh your hatred or dislike whatever it is or or just general gossip oh my gosh people love it my most gossipy things that i post it gets really high engagement. People are nosy and people want to be excited. So you should make like a TMZ type blog and you'll be able to sell ad space. Um, also, instead of making like Twitter posts and Instagram posts about people that you dislike, you should be making YouTube videos because on YouTube you can monetize your content if you get enough views. So you could be making money on YouTube and then you can embed those YouTube videos onto your gossip blog site and you can be selling ad space and getting paid for other advertisers to put ad space on your videos. Then you really have uh, you know, a source of income coming from a hobby that you already have now that's not paying you. It's just a thought. Uh, it's what I would do. Any passion, uh, you know, can tend to fizzle out if there's no, if there's no incentive. So when profits the incentive, that's something that could really keep you going. Cause I'm, it will not start and end with hatred for me. If it's not me, it's gonna be somebody else, and then it's gonna be ten more people. And if you're hating, ha- hating people, they, I feel for the most part, they, they stay that way their whole lives. So that's fine. Accept yourself. Just accept it. I don't expect you to change. I don't even necessarily want you to change. Because you're a fucking bitch. But I still want you to make money. And I still want you to make a contribution to the industry. Even if it is to provide a quick escape from the normal stresses that we have. I think if if you could provide real entertainment for people. Then you're serving the community better than you are now. With just the occasional um, libel posted. So that's my theories, and I'm not saying I'm a saint. You know, over the course of almost two years I've been doing this, I've I've had a few interactions on social media that I regret. Um, and every time I have a regret of something I've said, it has not been from a place of logic. It has been a reaction, and an emotional reaction. So I'm not, I'm not perfect. But overall, my vision is is what's going to change the industry. We can save ourselves. But we have to take action. We have to do more than what we're already doing. And if sex work is not working out, it doesn't mean that you don't get to be a part of the community anymore. Be in the be in the community. Stay. It's okay to retire and still be around and helping people and still making money. That's okay. Whoever said it's not okay? I, I get crucified for that all the time. Lydia, go away. You're not a sex worker anymore. Like, as if it's some club that when you retire from physically touching people, that you're somehow, that you're less, 
that you're not as valuable as when you were servicing an end user that's outside of your community. Again, that's symptomatic of what's wrong with the industry because we only see value in service to other people, sexual service to other people, when I see more value when we do a service to ourselves internally inside the industry. And people, for the most part, who are actively serving an end user not involved in the community are never gonna be able to be as capable to help as the people who are not servicing an end user outside of the community. We need retired people to stay and be welcomed in the industry to do all the behind the scenes work while you are out there hoeing actively. I'm telling you, it's more than okay. If you retire, do it, girl. Retire and do something to, to actually help others now. And, and it's the people in your community. Make the community your end user. Right, Our end user now is outside of the community. So if we're constantly putting all of these efforts into, into our end user, it's not returned. It's not returned. And I think that's where a lot of the damage is as well. No one's been able to make resources to help sex workers outside of when they're destitute. So now you... You are my end user. I make products for you. I give you entertainment. I give you safety. I give you platforms to express yourself. Imagine if it wasn't just me and we just, we had 10 ho apps and we had 10 ho networks. And, and you know, like, oh my gosh, more educators, more professionals. It would be, it would be fucking awesome. And I know we can get there, but I need to, I need to, it's my responsibility to plant this seed. I'm doing it now. I think in the next five years, we can have some serious community resources, businesses, services that creates the sex worker as the end user and puts more money back into our community. That's what we need. We need fucking money. The average millionaire has seven streams of income. Seven. How many do you have? If you could have a guaranteed customer base in a community that you love and support and you want to help, this is it. This is your chance. So I want you to think about it. If you're listening to this now, you you, you give a fuck to enough degree where you're taking the time to educate yourself. And maybe you do care about the community. Do something. You don't have to take time. You don't have to take time to make a sacrifice. You can make a contribution and get paid. And and I want you to because it's it's been great for me. It's it's wonderful incentive. So that's it. That's my truth. That's my intention for our industry. And I will make it happen. All right, girl. You think about what you're going to do or think about if money was an object, what would you be doing? Would it be in this community at all? It's okay if it's not too. It's fine. Sex workers, they, they, they won't let you win socially. It's like, oh, you retired, you abandoned us. Or like, oh, you retired, stop trying to make money off of us. It's like, haters. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I have to get back to work, and so do you. I will see you for our next mentoring session. This podcast is sponsored by All My Shit. 
LydiaDuprat.com, The Ho App, TheHoNetwork.com, Swizzness.com, S-W-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S.com, LydiaDollCams.com, and AdultIndustryDating.com. Also, brief moment to give it up for my two dogs that you always hear snoring in the background, uh, Money and Lily. They are two beautiful blonde French bulldogs. They're always by my side, just being so affectionate and sweet. And when I'm working or when I'm talking, they are fast asleep.